0: Awareness, the final frontier. These are the explorations of Jonathan Robinson and Brian Tom O'Connor. Their continuing mission, to discover fresh new paths to the mystery within, to seek out new joys and new methods of awakening, to boldly go into the heart of expanded consciousness. This is Awareness Explorers.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good day to all of our fellow explorers out there. Welcome back to our community of people exploring inner space. I'm Jonathan Robinson. I'm here with my trusty co-host.
0: Brian Tom O'Connor.
1: And Brian, how the heck are you?
0: Well, I'm pretty good here. It's uh, We're having a snowy day here in New York City, and it's cold, but it's cozy in the house.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. Today we're going to be talking about what has often been called the law of attraction. And there's so much uh, there is to explore here. And and, uh, prior to our recording this, we were just kind of throwing ideas around. And, and, you know, the law of attraction, which culminated in a um, video on Netflix called The Secret, really kind of exploded as an idea in our culture and i think it's worth looking at because any idea that explodes on a culture level usually has a lot of uh um corruption in it yeah and and yeah i don't want that corruption to mean that there's nothing there especially as it relates to consciousness Non-dual awareness and all good things about happiness and joy. But when we think, when you think of the law of attraction, Brian, what are your first thoughts? And don't censor yourself, but don't use too many cuss words.
0: Okay. Well, my, (laughs) I'll try to keep it clean. Um, My first thought is basically, I'm not a fan of law of attraction, but that doesn't mean that I don't see that there is a Kernel of truth, a profound truth hidden in all the uh, um, all the hogwash, I guess, um, that surrounds it. That is actually quite interesting and compelling, and I think we'll get to that as we go on further. Um, the
1: other first, you know, it occurred to me a lot of our listeners may not even know anything about what it is, so I'm going to give a definition. Oh yeah, sure. Um, This comes from the book, The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, B-Y-R-N-E. And she says, if you send out good thoughts and intentions to the universe, the universe will give you good things in return. You know, it can sound like positive thinking. And in the video, it kind of goes into, if you want, you know, a Mercedes, just kind of visualize a Mercedes and somehow it might show up which I think is unfortunate that they use it in that way. But um, it really has taken hold, and I kind of interrupted you. What else were you going to say?
0: Uh, One of the first um, uh, purveyors of law of attraction that I became acquainted with was uh, Esther Hicks, who was a channeler of a being she calls Abraham. So that teaching is called Abraham slash Hicks. And... um, it's quite entertaining stuff. But the, 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 the funny, and it's kind of ironic, one of the reasons that I'm not a fan was because it didn't really work for me, which is sort of like you know saying, you shouldn't be greedy, because I tried being greedy, and I didn't get what I wanted. <laughs> right. So maybe that's not, you know, but, uh, but it didn't work as advertised for me when I've looked into it uh, many times.
1: Yeah, and it actually has worked for me pretty well, which I'll go into in a little bit. But something that I think is a useful guideline is that anytime you explore something that's very popular in the culture, you got to figure that 80 or 90% of it is probably a bunch of hogwash But that doesn't mean that it's all hogwash. I mean, you could say that about Christianity now. You know, the gospel of love has turned into a lot of people wanting to overtake the country and do it through violent means. That doesn't mean Christianity is hogwash. It just means that people corrupt things over time, and you can look at that with almost any religion or almost any philosophy. That eventually it gets a bunch of people who are a little bit fanatic and crazy, and they lose sight of maybe the purity in something. And I think that really applies here. It was interesting for me, I read the book, The Law of Attraction, and then you know, I agreed with some of it, I didn't agree with some of it, uh, the, read the book, The Secret, by Rhonda Byrne. And my biggest misgiving, is she didn't go into how this applies to consciousness, then I was surprised that her next book, called The Greatest Secret, was entirely about consciousness. In fact, it was one of the best non-dual awareness books I'd ever read. And <laughs> oh that really God. surprised me, like, wow. And I think, really, it helps to think that at different stages of personal and spiritual development, we need different tools, and we find different approaches to going further into consciousness to be useful. So what's useful for you when you start out on the journey may no longer be useful when you have done 40 years of meditation. What do you think?
0: I think that's absolutely true. And sometimes um, something like law of attraction is is a um, something people get into in the beginning, because most people get into spirituality because they're unhappy with their lives and they want something more. Either that, or they want some connection to something larger than themselves, whether you call it the divine or universal consciousness. Um, And so in that sense, uh, it it can, I think, be a step. And I'm not denying for some people, it works like gangbusters. Just, you know, uh, but I just have some particular experiences with it that I think highlight the pitfalls and strengths of it.
1: Yeah. You know, when I was starting out on the spiritual path, I was interested in seeing what my mind could do to manifest things in the world. And I found that when I was able to do some things that were really surprising, that that encouraged me to go further. It was like, oh, okay, you know, here's a breadcrumb and I got rewarded. And that em- Encouraged me to then see, well, I wonder if this would work. And eventually I kind of left behind trying to manifest you know health or money or relationship and instead focused more on awareness, peace, and consciousness. But recently, (laughs) old habits, old habits die hard, and I have actually went back to see if I can manifest some things in the world. I'll talk about that. I'm having really good luck with it too, which is kind of fun. Um, But I think instead of calling it the law of attraction, they should call it the guideline of attraction because it doesn't always work. You know, it's more like this is a philosophy or a way of looking at life that if you Have a higher frequency if you're vibrating good thoughts and good intentions, that life tends to be better. It's not a it's not a sure thing, you know. Uh things didn't go so well for Jesus at the end or Saint Francis. Uh and good or bad things do happen to good people. Mm -hmm. But in general, if you want to be happy, it's good to think good thoughts and be loving and to vibrate at a high frequency.
0: Well, I think now you're getting to the germ of truth that's in the core of it. Um, But maybe this would be a good time before you start to, before you tell us about some of your successes, which I'm curious about, uh, uh, for me to outline some of my experiences with it. When, When I first heard of it and I, I heard of it from a colleague who was in musical theater and cabaret, who was, who said that, um, she applied it to get more gigs, singing gigs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Oh, fascinating. Sure. I'll, I'll read about it. I'll learn about it. And, um, one of the basic original teachings was that. You should avoid having any kind of negative thoughts that you should only think about things that are pleasing and good and positive. And, and perhaps it was my misinterpretation of this instruction. But what happened was, is I started really censoring all my thoughts. And whenever something. Bad would arise. I would suppress it. And whenever an emotion would arise, I would say, Oh, that's not going to, you know, attract good stuff. So I would censor that. And what happened was I fell into a really bad depression. And because depression is the act of stifling your emotions and your thoughts. And, and so I think this is a big danger at the core of it. The other danger is that I think that it focuses on external things, objects, events, achievements, as somehow the cause of happiness. And if there's anything I learned subsequently, they're not where happiness lives. You know, yes, sure. Temporarily, they can make your life more pleasant um, when you get the things that you enjoy. But um it it really is the true enjoyment i believe at least in my experience can only be found within in the ground of being in, in in awareness itself which is which is unconditional love and our true nature so i think that and also it's all future based it's all like oh i'm you know this is something i'm going to get and then my life will change Whereas the peace and love and, and joy of awareness can only be found right now in the present moment. So I think it directs your attention out outside of that inner shift that we're looking for. However, now I'll get to what I think is the grain of truth.
1: Wait, wait, before you get there, <laughs> let me just comment on, sure. on some of what you said. Um, first of all, I agree with you that it does tend... Or It has been corrupted towards thinking about externals, and it does not apply as well to externals as it does to interstates. So, yeah. you know, if you think good thoughts, you will tend to have a better consciousness, for sure. Just like the law of gravity really applies to externals well. You know, if you have a bottle and it falls off the table, it's going to fall to the ground. The law of gravity does not apply so well to our thoughts or to our state of consciousness. So we have to say, what realm do these things apply to? That's one thing. The other thing is that you're right that it can be dangerous in that you are referring to uh, the possibility of resisting negative emotions or resisting certain thoughts and resisting never is a frequency that brings up your vibration, (laughs) right? (laughs) So, um, but anything that's powerful, whether it be sex or money or drugs or the law of attraction, it can kind of cut both ways. If you don't use it well, if you don't use it in just the right way, it can really be uh, very damning and very harmful. So I think that you're, uh, description of some of its dangers are really important for people to know before we go into some of its potential benefits.
0: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And but the main benefit of it is does not have to do with getting specific stuff. It has to do with a what I consider a mysterious truth is that when we are joyful, when we are happy, when we are appreciating life, when we have gratitude, when we have all of these positive emotions alive within us, we begin to vibrate in harmony with the universe. And I don't quite understand it. It's mysterious, but positive benefits seem to appear in our life it just they they're not necessarily the specific positive benefits you're wishing for, like a new car it It may just be that um that things that you used that you were worried about don't happen or or things that you know or or you will meet someone who's has a really positive influence in your life or you just enjoy so it really is about. Frequency and vibration. And, and, you know, in other words, so if you dwell on what floats your cork, what you really enjoy, what you really love, and a great way to do that is through the attention shift of awareness practices, because that puts you right in contact with the love and joy that's, that's basically our nature that's just covered up by all our thoughts about past and future. One of the best ways to do that, then we're floating our cork, then we're vibrating in harmony. And then I don't know, things happen. So that's, that's, I think the core uh, truth. That's like the little germ of truth in the middle of that. And you just have to be careful not to suppress thoughts and suppress feelings and not to totally focus on, outside stuff as the source of happiness
1: yeah it's interesting when you said that um as you vibrate a higher frequency and you're aligning with the universe that good things tend to happen and i'm thinking about all the times i've i've done that where all these very little only meaningful to me synchronicities seem to happen and you wonder is that always happening or is it just that because i'm in a higher state of consciousness now, I see it. It doesn't really matter, but I have noticed that somehow it seems like the right person happened or or this occurred, which I wouldn't have expected. And that's an amazing experience. Have you experienced those types of things? Sure. And it's a little bit like gratitude
0: practice. Because when you start being grateful for all the little things that, that are lovely or delightful or good in your life, you start to notice other things which you might have ignored, which are lovely and good and delightful, just mm-hmm. because you're grateful for what you have. And so I don't know whether the gratitude causes the good things to happen or just attunes our mind to notice
1: more. That's always happening. And we yeah. were we were batting it away before. <laughs> That's right. You know, I think um, I've been doing a lot of online Zoom stuff with different groups and something I notice pretty much what Jesus said when two or more are gathered, uh, I forget what the second part of that sentence was, but you know, (laughs) there's, there's some kind of field effect, you know, there's not just the, when, when a bunch of people raise their frequency together, it seems like it has a very large effect, or if you've ever been in a retreat where everybody's meditating together, you start to have a much deeper meditation than you might alone. And there's actually some scientific basis to the fact that when a lot of people meditate together, there's an effect in the world. So it's not just a bunch of new age hoodoo-voodoo stuff. There's really scientific basis to this. I was a psychic studies major at UC Santa Barbara, and we actually were able to measure these effects using uh, something called random number generators that we could see that when a lot of people were focused on one thing, they could affect how a random number generator moves. And according to physics, that's impossible, except it kept on happening. And that got me at one time into visualization. You know, can I, can I visualize this happening? And it seemed like I was having a bunch of good luck in my 20s to do that I I went from basically living in a van homeless to a millionaire in 5 years and it was pretty easy and I'm thinking wow this stuff really works and then I realized well I want more than just stuff I want you know a state of consciousness so I gave it up and then really in the last year or last few months, I've been using this method called the Bengston Healing Method. And if you want to find out about listeners, you can go to b-e-n-g-s-t-o-n-research.com. Bengstonresearch.com. I have no financial connection to them whatsoever. But if you want to learn how to do this method, we I'd be glad to send you a Forty-minute lecture on how to do it. It's very precise, and uh, our Patreon supporters of five dollars or more a month will get that lecture for free. And we appreciate your Patreon support that way. We lo- we like to give special stuff to our sp- Patreon supporters, uh, especially the ones who are five dollars or more a month. So thank you for supporting us. And I think you'll find this very interesting. Anyways. When I've done this method, which is largely a visualization method in which you visualize things really quickly, I have had a lot of luck in things happening that I visualize. Besides that, it makes me feel kind of blissful when I do the method. it's It's very powerful and not easy to do. It's very hard to visualize things very quickly, but I find that it creates like a frequency in me. And what I think is really interesting about this method is that it has scientific backing, meaning the guy, William Bankston, the guy who teaches it, has done double-blind, placebo-controlled experiments with mice showing that he can almost always cure their cancer repeatedly, over and over again until he's now gained into big scientific journals. And it's just fascinating that you know, something that is people visualizing stuff can have this effect. Now, uh, you can't say that the mice are being, you know, taking a placebo. They don't know this is going on, but they are taking thousands of mice that have had cancer that are programmed to die by a certain amount of time, like within three months of cancer. And they end up living normal lives when he does this method. And so what I find exciting is that there's some indication that these visualization things, if done in a certain way, seem to actually have real-world effects. But like with any powerful technique, people corrupt them. They use them to you know, try and get a Mercedes. And I don't know if God wants us to have a Mercedes. It might be a Mercedes ruins your life. You know, so it, it's it's very interesting as we learn about how these things work, and it's not, I think you have to go in with humility, because really nobody knows how they work.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mystery there, and uh, you know, I'm certainly a skeptic when it comes to things like this, but I was um, uh, interested to read in Bankston's book that uh, he prefers skeptics uh, as his uh, uh, participants in the uh, in the experiments
1: yeah if somebody Um, says that they believe in energy healing he immediately eliminates them from the trials
0: right exactly um but if someone also said that absolutely you know no way this is possible as well uh, but a skeptic is a person who says i don't really know you know i'm not so sure about this and and um I, i think it's i think it's healthy to be skeptical uh and open minded. Yeah, but something gonna... you said earlier just reminded me of an image that I had. When you know, it it's like it's like we are all fingers on a giant hand who don't know we're part of the same hand, and we're all working against each other and not in concert, not in concert with each other. And when each finger starts to realize it's simply a part of the whole hand, then it can function smoothly and, and in a coordinated way.
1: That's a beautiful image. And I think that's part of... Well, Benston doesn't really know why his method works, but it can seemingly be used to cure cancer. It's very, very good at curing inflammation-type disorders. And he says it's very, very bad at curing other things. That's right. And he can take data on, you know, it works like 100% of the time in curing inflammation, and it works never on curing warts. Right. Now, I, as a hypnotist, or rheumatoid
0: arthritis, he says it doesn't right. work
1: on. Yeah. Whereas I can cure warts just by putting somebody under hypnosis and giving them the suggestion. It works like all the time. So wow. you just never know what something will do or why. But in reality, we don't know why anything goes the way it goes. I you always use the explanation, everything, uh, your iPhone works or your brain works through what's called PFM, which stands <laughs> for pure friggin' magic, you know, when you get right down to it. But one of the things i found interesting is can you use law of attraction or Bengston or visualization type things to improve your state of consciousness in the future? And, as you know we've been uh we had a discussion with Dr. Jeffrey Martin, and I asked Jeffrey about this and he says it's very hard to do studies about this, but from a huge amount of anecdotal information that he's gathered, that does seem that that is very helpful that if you visualize or something, you know the law of attraction about being in a high state of consciousness in the future, it seems to help quite a bit, which is understandable because if you like imagine throwing free throws in the future and making them, just imagine it, that is as good a practice as actually throwing the free throws. So imagining you in a higher state of consciousness in the future is a technique that you don't hear much about, but I think it is going to be shown to be actually quite effective in the arsenal of higher consciousness.
0: Yeah, and uh, I'm not sure sure if that free throw analogy is true for professional basketball players, but uh, they might actually have to uh, get on the court and practice their free throws. But uh, certainly uh, a lot of studies about that have been done and have shown that that people can actually improve on physical dexterity and sports-related things by imagining themselves doing well. And another thing that I can um, actually confirm in relation to consciousness is that I've never felt that anything that I talk about or you and I talk about in terms of of awareness practices is anything that one has to believe whatsoever. You really only have to imagine. Like, for instance, you don't have to believe that everything is connected, that we're all one, that there's just one thing in the universe going on, just energy vibrating in temporarily arising forms. But what if you just imagined it was? Just sit and imagine. What if what's looking out through my eyes is actually the entire universe? looking out through my eyes and looking out through your eyes, and you just sort of imagine it, that it actually, the act of imagination, actually, at least in my case, shifts my consciousness to a more peaceful, joyful place, because it's shifting the attention to the background, to the ground of being. And um, you don't have to believe it's true. You don't have to understand it intellectually. Just have to imagine it. And imagination, imagination, I think, is one of the greatest and most unexplained powers of the universe.
1: Well, you, in a way, you raise your vibration through your imagination and you, you attract that higher state of consciousness to you. That's a possibility of what's going on. Yep. I'm going to make you a believer, uh, Brian, of the Law of Attraction. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll believe
0: in my own particular modified, customized version of it.
1: (laughs) I think that's really what we're called to do. You know, that we're all at different steps in our spiritual development, and we're in a toy store called the Material Universe and the Information Universe. And your mission, should you decide to accept it, is to find the tools and ideas that help you get to your next step of peace, love, uh, consciousness.
0: Right, right. And
1: it's a little different for everyone.
0: It is different, and I can only talk about my own experience. You know, like many other people, I love to read um, books about all of these topics, Um nowadays it's not so much to learn something new as to learn how other people describe it because everyone has a different way. And I've read tons of Law of Attraction books. And when I sort of go on a spree and read a bunch of Law of Attraction books, I feel my, I feel my vibration going down. But when instead I switch to books about awareness, about consciousness, about non-dual uh, uh, awareness and 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 these kind of practices, I find my vibration just just rising. So, so you know, but that might be totally different for other people because I think the that the, the the law of attraction stuff just sort of like it's sort of like saying there's something wrong with right now, and here's the way to change what's right now. And the awareness and consciousness books are saying right now is perfect as it is it's the thoughts of the future that veil it Mm -hmm. so but that's me that's what works for me and that's what i like to to talk about but i totally understand that everyone's different
1: i I like your method read a book notice what effect it has on you and then if it's a good effect keep reading those types if it's a bad effect (laughs) stop reading those and I think that's, that's the law of attraction there, uh, Brian. <laughs> sure, yeah. So, a good discussion. Any final words, wisdom that you want to share about this topic?
0: Well, actually, uh, I'm curious as to what you have in store as a guided meditation for this topic.
1: Yeah, you know, um, I'll give a little bit of background I've been doing a morning ritual. In fact, I'm going to be having a, a program I make with iAwake Technologies called Morning Ritual, in which you start your morning by raising your vibration. And the way that you raise your vibration is through remembering peak moments in your life. You know, peak moment could be in consciousness or something time when you were just incredibly joyous or happy. And we've all had that. And I, I have a list of peak moments from my life that I tune into one or more of them, and then I think of things or people I'm grateful for, and I tune into that. Basically, I'm trying to quickly raise my vibration through certain visualizations. And then I take that higher vibration, and I imagine that in the future, that I'm working or spending time with people in that higher vibration, It might be imagining it during my day, so very near-term future, or it might be in general. And I think that it's useful because it's just like visualizing anything, you know, a goal or something. I'm just doing it in terms of consciousness. And if nothing else, it's a great way to start your day. You know, remembering peak moments, raising your vibration, and hopefully, maybe it Gives a signal to the universe or to my brain or to something that this is the direction I want to go. So part of this meditation is to remember a couple of peak moments from your life or things or people that you're grateful for. And I will guide you into that process. So for now, make yourself comfortable. Close your eyes if you can. And take a couple of deep breaths. Settle in to where you're seated. Settle in to yourself. And allow this moment to be fully present. And as you listen to my words, I want you to remember one or two of the most joyous, wonderful moments of your life. It could be the birth of a child or a time in nature or a time that you felt really high for whatever reason. I'm going to give you some time to remember such moments. As best you can, breathe in the experience, the feeling, exactly what was happening. Allow the feeling to fully wash over you. Now remember another beautiful moment from your life. Could be long ago or recently. And just breathe in and allow that experience to be as vivid as possible as you enjoy the feeling and memory. Allow yourself to breathe in and enjoy the deep experience and fullness of being alive. Good. Now I want you to think about a person or situation in your life that you feel really grateful for. Could be anything. Just choose one or two and think of how fortunate you are If you have any pets or people that you particularly feel close to now, allow yourself to feel the open hearted gratitude for them being in your life. Feel your heart expand as you open in deep thanks. Of the universe. Now imagine you living from this experience of gratitude, openness, love, peace. Imagine living today in the various things you'll be doing today, Being fully open-hearted. Being fully at peace as you perhaps connect with people. Eat your meals. Do your work from a higher level of vibration. Imagining in detail what that's like and the good things that come from it. And imagine yourself in the future, other than today, what it's like to live at a higher vibration and all the good things and good feelings that just naturally are attracted to you as you live from a place of love and peace. You picture as you live from a place of love and peace your work going well, your health, feeling grateful for the help that you do have. The relationships in your life blossoming from this higher level of love and openness that you are and can share with the people you care about. And that feels really good. And when you're ready to allow this energy of attraction, this energy of higher frequency to launch you into your day, slowly, once again, become aware of your body seated in a room. And very, very slowly Begin to open your eyes with a sense of gratitude and possibility for magical moments that can happen today and the rest of your life with a sense of prayer in your heart for being your best you and attracting good things in return. Enjoy your day.
0: I love how you uh, you you started with the past and went to the future and then ended in the now in the body.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That was a lovely progression.
1: Yeah, and
0: uh, and it felt really good.
1: Good. And if great things happen to you today, Brian, you can blame them all on me. <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> will do. One for Uh, Jonathan.
1: (laughs) No, I I look forward to hearing, you know, what people's experience is with this. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, if they decide to support us on Patreon and do the Bengston method, what their experience is with it. You know, it's hard to believe in this stuff until it becomes real for you. And for a certain percentage of people, this is like the right information or the right tool at the right moment. And for some people it's not they're not attracted to it. And if you're not attracted to it, the law of attraction probably won't work for you.
0: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but if you are, you are. I would just say that um don't get so wrapped up in manifesting stuff. Instead get wrapped up in the present moment in the now as it is and see if you can just for a moment, let go of all the strategies you have to fix the now. That's my parting advice. Go ahead and use it, but don't forget that that's even, well, at least for me, my experience, even more important.
1: Well, as parting wisdom goes, it made me think of the, the two wings analogy we often use,
0: uh-huh.
1: that that you don't want to be so wrapped up in the manifesting the future that you forget the now, and you don't want to be so uh, wrapped up in the now that you can't pay your bills and manifest something in the future. <laughs> and finding that right balance for you is a lifelong pursuit.
0: Well, here's to flying with two wings.
1: Yes. And... Uh, When you learn to fly with two wings, you not only help yourself, but you help all those around you. And we hope that part of our explanation and exploration today inspired you. And if it did, tell your friends, tell your family, and be in contact with us. we love to read your emails, and we appreciate your Patreon support, and we appreciate you trying out this stuff, because the world could really use a few people vibrating at a higher frequencies. So with those words, I'll say, keep exploring. Keep exploring.
0: Thank you for listening to Awareness Explorers. To learn more, you can check out our website at awarenessexplorers.com. Please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. We'd love it if you would post a review. And please share our link on Facebook and with family and friends because knowing yourself as awareness is the greatest gift you can give yourself or someone you love.